Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Last Minute Kickout. And we have a space, special, special, special pay-per-view of our own as we're going to be talking about some of the, the random wrestling news that's really happened since the beginning of the year. There's been a lot that's gone on uh, since we were last talking. Uh, one of the biggest bits of news uh, has been AEW and uh, who's going to that. And to discuss that is we have the, the usual crew and we have a special guest. Uh, Mr. Greg Hahn, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Uh, it's good to have you here, my friend. Uh, another viewpoint is always brilliant to have. Uh, and joining me as well as we discuss a couple of bits and pieces are the usual cohorts in wrestling crime. One, Paragon of DDP Yoga, the man himself, John Turbo Finley. How are you, my friend? Yes, I'm doing all right. Brilliant stuff. And one, Kevin, the Kevin Eva. Eva, how are you, uh, my friend? I'm I should explain to Greg the reason why we call him this. Um, <laughs> that not overly long ago, you see Mr. Finley there sitting down. Um, that imagine three of him sitting on top of him. That was what he used to look like, and then he did actually start doing the DDP yoga, and now he looks like this. So, oh, well, congratulations, man! Looks great. He, he does I've it. been he, meaning to try the DDP yoga myself. My brother does it, and I've seen a couple of the videos. And it, it seems like a lot of fun. It's something that I we should probably all get into, right? It's very good. Um, I, be I believe it's uh, an episode that we could probably talk about with John on his own about you know his story. Mm -hmm. He did do a video on his personal channel talking about it and he very often talks about it on his twitter as well uh at turbo xlr if you want to go catch that yeah um we i'm sure we'll do an episode talking about it at some point we've, we we've, we've been we've been discussing back and forth about yeah. you know things watch this space film. watch this space basically but yes uh we are here to talk about all the wrestling shenanigans and the the the, the out of field well i say out of field anybody in the anybody in the know and this is a room filled with smarks right now uh some more than others about uh the news of uh, all elite wrestling so uh, a very long time ago a good few months a lot of trademarks were put in for it the rumors were that cody rhodes and the young bucks were going to be once their new japan contract ended after i can't remember the name of the show off of my uh, head Wrestle kingdom thank you very much after wrestle kingdom ended that they would go off to make their own promotion there was a lot of news on the grapevine about um jim ross and jericho doing a lot of backstage uh ideas and helping them out and it was going to get funded by um the cons yes uh, a big uh i think they're like seventh richest richest in the united states or in the world or something ridiculous like that they've got a lot of money basically yeah. to be able to put money in they're working on tv deals and everything else and on new year's day literally they'd been teasing their phones was leading up to an announcement and they announced all elite wrestling and their second pay-per-view all or uh, double or nothing wasn't it uh, uh, yeah, double double enough in this. Their well, official first official uh, pay per view yes. of this. The first one, the the unofficial start, the the zero. Yeah, pay per view of, zero. Uh, the thing was uh, all in. Yeah, um, that um, was I, the one. I didn't personally watch that, uh, as it's very well known. As I make comments on this, um, I keep my nose to the I keep my my nose to the ground. I smell. <laughs> I keep I keep my ear to the ground, and I listen out for some of the news that obviously comes across my way. But um, I'm sure. I think John, you definitely watched All In, didn't you? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. I I, I sadly missed it uh, because um, 
Uh, oh, it's on the Fight Network, isn't it? It's, yeah, uh, it was on the Fight Network, and I, I would have paid for it uh, because I have paid for pay per views before. I, I mean, I watched the old uh, WCPW uh, pay per views on there yes. um, when they had to delete WCPW at one point uh, because they had broke Matt Hardy at one point. Yes, uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then he tried but, to uh, eat Jack. Yeah, he ate Jack's nose or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he went, he went all penguin on him. Yeah, but um, Greg, um, did you watch All In? I did watch All In. What? How? Absolutely. How did that feel? Because uh, Kev, did you watch All In? Uh, I've watched bits of All In, but I keep okay. So going for you guys to watch it. I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave this discussion for yeah, Greg. This you is all Greg. Yeah. So Greg, um, what was your thoughts on All In? How did that come across being the sort of indie? promotion pay-per-view that was really out there how did that come across all, all in felt like a really special experience like a one-of-a-kind wrestling show that we haven't quite seen before you know like there, you see the big arena shows in japan and you see all the stuff wwe does but other than that the last time we saw a show of this scale uh certainly in the united states was wcw oh so it was when, it was on that level of that, it was on that level of production. Arena, oh, the production value was very high. They did a really good job. I mean, and then, but the thing is, that there's eleven thousand seat arena that isn't seeing WWE do that, or or occasionally, you know, new or New Japan. But outside isn't of that, eleven thousand know, seat arena probably... is that on par with what NXT kind of seats? Because it no, sounds quite no, small. No, no, no. no. no so it's, it's, it's in big. between. It's then. big. It's big. Oh, right. for, okay. It's big for a. Yeah. Non, it's big for for an independent show. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it it, it so felt the... it felt larger than life, and what it was, it was it was a culmination of, you know, uh, it was it was a combination of a lot of different guys from from all different realms of the independent scene, kind of coming together and doing. I mean, you know, you see, there's guys from Ring of Honor, and there's guys from New Japan, and there's guys from Lucha Underground and Impact, and. And then just like the the women on the indie scene who you don't get to see a lot over there. And it just felt like a bunch of fresh faces and a bunch of reinvigorated faces and with a with a crowd as hot as, as a WrestleMania or Raw After Mania crowd, because this is a show that people flew in from all around the world just to attend this wrestling show with which had no predecessor. So it's like a one time event of just diehard pro wrestling fans filling up the crowd it 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 really it really showed it was a really was, it was a really cool show yeah this was back in september yes uh, september 1st yeah okay so the big question i would i would ask was this move to become its own wrestling promotion and go to double or nothing as they announced at new year does this feel like the next step in that in that chain like is oh, this the, this feels like the next logical move that they've made and it, it it feels like it should happen i feel like they actually have a really smart strategy in that you know a lot of the other companies like tna and and, and you know even lucha underground which i'm a big fan of you know they tend to go let's have a tv show let's start with that and that just all uh, all elite wrestling is not doing that they're not taking that angle they're going like we're not ready to start with it. We're not just going to launch a TV show. Nobody's, nobody's going to be that interested. I mean, there's going to be some hype, but so let's do a big event. Let's tell everyone who we are, and then we'll get into the TV space. So it just seems like a 
it just seems like a really great game plan where they're coming at it from a different angle. They don't want to, they don't want to do what everyone else has done and and just like, you know, broadcast some web show or go or sign on to Spike TV and put on an hour yeah. of television that, you know, like it's been done before. So they're taking a different angle on it, and that's kind of really cool. And then the, also the whole thing of you know they created a lot of storylines that the Young Bucks and Cody and Kenny Omega and all those guys show called online um uh, being the elite being the elite so like that stuff or if you were following that stuff there were on on all in there were there was the culmination of all those storylines they they paid off a lot of stuff that they were building on their own so i don't know they've just they've demonstrated that they've they really know how to tell a story and build a something and create hype and build excitement around the wrestling fan base which is which is really larger than ever right now right because the internet's just giving us the opportunity the, to... the internet has definitely blown up in the yeah. terms of uh not just indie wrestling i want to say but definitely uh in the realms of allowing especially with uh how internet streaming and that has definitely progressed it allows you uh, a person of any nation to really watch international wrestling on a, in a really interesting scale because it's not something we had back in 2000s it was i mean especially over in the uk like before all the deals changed and everything else we had we had the wwe pay-per-view once a month on channel four uh if you had network cable in the uk you could watch t um wcw on tnt uh like after cartoon network finished that was entertaining kids channel during the day tnt at night um i'm not sure how it is growing up with the television you had over there but it's it's definitely opened up the avenues to find all the interesting wrestling and you know you can watch i find i find uh that you can definitely hear as someone who doesn't watch anything outside of wwe which is pretty bad on my scale talking about this but you could you could watch in uh new japan pro wrestling and you'll see people that you'll see on the british wrestling or you'll see on you know lucha underground or tna and everything else it gives it is it's a good avenue for business for the wrestlers themselves but it also gives your international audience something to watch as well Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's just it's just great that we all have access to to so much more wrestling now. WWE is not the only game in town anymore. Absolutely. And sure, that like, and I think here's another thing about all elite wrestling. A lot of people are already kind of they're they're not going to compete with WWE on that scale. Maybe they could pay pay some guys, but they're not they're they're never going to. I mean, I don't want to say never, but they're not going to be in a position to be. WCW to WWE's yeah. just going to be a great alternative and maybe one that's going to reach more eyes than some of the others do. They've got our they've got our ears perked up because mm-hmm. as wrestling fans, you got to be excited that something like this and then they're signing on. You know, I mean, you're probably going to get into who they've who they've signed on for this project, but there's some exciting names, so it's it's a real exciting prospect, I think, for for wrestling fans. Kev. Uh, yeah, um, they've come out of the gates and sort of set out where they stand quite well. That they're not going to have writers, um, at least at this time, certainly. Um, they've come out and said that you know everybody's of equal value, men, women. There's going to be equality on the pay scale. You know, if you're X on the card or what have you, it's all going to be you know you paid the same effectively. Um, for that minus any guarantees or what have you um, but yeah they're 
they want to make a statement uh, and build off of build off of that they um, are have built up their own little niche with the likes of being the elite uh, and their work in uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor as well mm -hmm. and with you know, those companies with the two companies that you know, arguably two and three uh, in the US that being Ring of Honor and Impact kind of struggling um, it's going to be interesting to see how they fit into things um, and we mentioned we mentioned uh, TV Greg mentioned TV um, both of those networks have had issues and Impact especially is, is well documented about their, their struggles mm -hmm. with, with TV because that's such a major part of their um, of their makeup in terms of their finances um, by eliminating that and saying hey we're not going to concern ourselves with that necessarily but if it, you know, if it happens it happens um, is going to be it's going to be interesting it's going to be it's going to be guaranteed work it's going to be um, a great showcase for people and um, they have such a loyalty amongst their their fans yes. From from the Bullet Club onto now the the Elite as the as the uh, sort of uh, group brand name, if you like, um, they've got such organic loyalty there, which is something that I don't think any of the top three can really claim anymore. I don't think WWE's really had that that, that organic. I think fan there's base for some time. Impact hasn't had it. Ring of Honor has, but it's kind of sort of waned. I think going into it, when Ring of Honor was always... When Ring of Honor was the indie darling, before mm. everything became relatively mainstream, I'd say that their their following was very organic. The problem with... The problem with liking something like wrestling is it's a very testosterone-based drama show at, at its core. It's but so they're also a soap opera for men, as I Yeah, it's 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 the EastEnders for the UK crowd. I'm sure that there's a particular <laughs> drama show you could you could relate it to for the US audience as well, Greg. But um, because it's such a testosterone fueled environment, it also brings a testosterone fueled fan base. Unfortunately, and that's nothing nothing against the 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 female. Uh, clientele and the female watchers of the of the of the program as well but unfortunately if it was it's there for the very longest time when ring of honor was considered the indie darling it was like if you watched just wwe then and you wanted to try and get into ring of uh, ring of honor and that sort of thing then you were always kind of pushed out by the negativity that followed and it's just like oh you only watch this non-organic bill rubbish and you know you don't try the the this stuff over here the same thing you get with fruit and vegetables and everything else that exists in that sort of environment but now where it's so much better it's so much different and spread out it's a little bit better you do get the odd people that go and turn around and in terms of organic you could argue that wwe has the most organic built base because you've got all the generations that follow it, and especially for us that grew up with it nowadays they're trying to get the younger audience in and that's why people like Cena and Reigns appeal so much to the kids and why they don't really turn heel or anything else etc because they just appeal to that younger audience because they're like the the superhero as it were and that's why they keep that thing but yeah I can see where you're coming from that they do have an organic fan base especially since Rhodes especially broke away from WWE and made his own thing and that's 
gone all around the world as he is essentially bar Jericho and a few others the biggest free agent on the market John you got anything you want to add you've been relatively quiet on the situation no I I, I totally agree with uh, how you kind of like see how all the wrestling is supposed to be I'm just a very um, you know uh, wary no 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 not wary uh, commending on uh, Cody Rhodes uh, taking this approach with uh, the promotion because I feel feel as though he has obviously he has a legacy with his dad obviously Dusty Rhodes yeah. um, you know with how how many years he's been on the kind of like uh, you know uh, working with so many different promotions over the years from Jim Crockett to uh, you know WCW to WWE and NXT and back uh, back again and then. Uh, him taking all that knowledge of how all that's worked over the years and now uh, finding, okay, this is the tools that we have now in this modern era. We need to make make use of this at the, at the best, possible, best possible way and then be able to create a new uh, organization to really be able to make, you know, give a spotlight to some of these kind of like, uh, you know, uh, independence that will be wanting to get their name uh, out there um, over the line mm-hmm. and of course bringing in the star power to help bolster the the kind of like uh, stardom for those in in the superstars that don't doesn't have that quite uh, that uh, recognition as they would have got uh, as they would have if they were still in new japan or mm-hmm. ring of honor and whatnot um uh, i feel as though that you know, all elite wrestling is a great venture. Uh, it will be a great venture, and it will uh, be a a really good way of uh, you know being a, a nice alternative. And if they uh, they've got the backing for it, I don't think they're gonna abuse it because you already have Jericho, and you've just had, uh, and you also got another WWE name in the wor- way of uh, uh, Pack, uh, aka yeah. Neville. Um, uh, I think. A big part of the the roster, and we'll get onto what who they've already signed right now. But a big crux of uh, what I did want to talk about is how WWE is almost, I think, frightened might be the wrong word, but considering like who they've got in the market, I mean, and I know uh, Greg kind of touched on uh, Impact and Ring of Honor as you did as well, Kev, but they've not been worried about rest uh, their WWE's talent leaving them and going to these other organizations and making a name for themselves but it it seemingly has become since AEW was announced and there was the the few signings um and a lot of people have obviously gone and asked WWE for their release thinking that not so much they might go to AEW but they might have a better chance elsewhere that um you know it seems that they've turned around and said no to a lot of these people mostly because of AEW's announcement and that's the big kind of the big talking point I want to talk about today is yeah because there's um, it, it's the the open secret that uh, what's basically being said is that you know if if you're not happy go and see the the bosses and they'll try and sort something out which might be a better deal for you um, there's that aspect uh, you've got 
you've got the rumors about the revival because obviously the revival have had via being via being the elite and not even being you know a part of that have a rivalry with the bucks and and the elite in general um you've got we don't know what's happening now with these this uh report of dean ambrose and what's going on with him because he's uh according to sources he's handed in his notice supposedly um because and that's out of frustrations creatively and a lot of that stuff Which is, is understandable out, and it, yeah and it, it ties back to what we were talking about in our uh, review of the royal rumble and what and point greg was making about how bloated the roster is and as a result people are sort of slipping through the cracks um and to a lot of and to a lot of uh, the generation coming up the the creativity and the ability to you know tell the stories you want to you want to tell is you know of as much paramount importance as you know getting the getting the wage slip at the end of the day so yeah we've there've been multiple instances of you know AEW merch uh people being told that they, they couldn't come in because unfortunately they had their rally or say unfortunately uh they had their rally um at the same place where i think smackdown was being filmed yeah there was a big thing about people being denied entry with AEW t-shirts if i remember as well yes yep. uh, and then it was they was they quickly sort of went back on that because there was hey it's like a whole bunch of wrestling fans and you know they, you can't really do it uh but uh um, at at the Royal Rumble, somebody one of the fans was wearing an AEW shirt, shirt and was told to take it off. I think he was like in front row or something. Yeah, but he the, was in the front row. Yeah, but it's uh, it's sort of, it's the sort of knee jerky reaction that you would expect from WWE historically mm -hmm. um, when <laughs> they've been concerned about something. And I want to bring up something now. I think I tweeted it. I hope I tweeted it via the Face in Peril account. But they posted on the WWE LinkedIn, and you can check this out, it's very legitimate. Um, they tweeted about how, I think it must have been about NXT UK, if I remember rightly, um, or something like that. And the, the wording is, is, let me see if I can find it very quickly. Because, uh, 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 yeah, here we go. Um, uh, it was Triple H revealing the the uh, UK Performance Center, and the WWE wrote this on, the, on their official LinkedIn. WWE continues its mission to take full control of global pro wrestling. That was our RM call, yeah. And it just like, and I think my my actual my actual response was, yeah, yeah, we we know that, but we didn't really expect you to say it because um, there was a because. Uh, a big part of that is NXT UK seems to be yeah. until they until they get a main European building uh, that most of the European talent will be going to the UK branch, won't they? Yeah, they're, um, they're going to end. The UK is going to be as though they'll eventually look at Germany because of Germany historically. Germany, the they scene. want to do one in to do, China. They want to do China, 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 Australia. China and uh, Australia, and Jap they want to do Japan. They want to force their way into Japan. Um, That'll be interesting. Willing yeah. to bet they'll also do. India is another one because um, there's they're already working there and, and doing stuff. But they uh, Sanjay Dutt's just left uh, Impact along with Abyss, and there's talk that 
Sanjay Dutt may be involved in the performance centre with uh, in, in India with the Indian wrestlers there, which would actually make sense um, because he's at that point in his career um, where uh, he could be an excellent trainer. So that might well be something that goes forward. So they're, they're trying to do this and all of a sudden they've got, they've got this absolute master plan that like I say, everyone's been aware of for a very long time. Yeah. It didn't need to really be, <laughs> didn't really need to be, you know, put on the nose. It didn't really quite need as, to be quite as, quite as like that yeah. from Yeah, from they, they just accidentally flipped that to yeah. switch for the <laughs> like, Quick, That's, pull uh, the curtain back on, the, on, on what we were saying. But now you've got with for like the first time you've got somebody who's got that big online presence so you know how wwe are absolutely obsessed with their online yes. presence nowadays and how how they're trending and you know the, the, the reach of everything and everyone um now they've got someone that i can actually move in uh and can maybe not operate on the same level but operate on a level enough that the internet savvy wrestling fan and that's a lot of them nowadays um can can be aware and is aware of this other product that is coming along and for all the people who are you know jaded with wwe products um and they're doing a lot in order to try and combat the the uh, historically low ratings that they've had in recent months um yeah. It's going well, to be I mean, interesting it's... to see what they do with regards I mean, to this going forward. The, the problem with judging TV ratings as they are is the current generation where we stand, TV is fast becoming a thing of the past because everyone's moving to the digital age and add on top of that the amount of channels that there is just on your digital, like, just your digital box. Like, even if you go across, and I think... You might have a better way to talk about this, Greg, because I'm un I'm unaware of just how many just native digital channels there are in the US. But if you just go to like a, a set top box here, there's at least a thousand channels, and that's yeah. not even all of them. So I mean, with so yeah, much I, content, yeah, no, it's the yeah, same here. I mean, there's yeah. there's lot there's there's plenty of channels, and I I don't even have traditional cable anymore, though I do pay for something called Sling TV. And that has like a good forty or fifty of like the base channels that you would like even want. So I mean, there's plenty to there's plenty of stuff to watch. Uh, so and then you add on top it, of it that. Makes sense. Yeah, then you make then you add in all the digital stuff, Hulu and Netflix and Netflix and Amazon everything else. And, and Twitch as well. Else. And Twitch as and well Twitch with as the well, House of Hardcore. House as well. of Hardcore doing and now Impact are um, doing their show as like a repeat on Twitch. Mm -hmm. I and mean, then you have, as we talked about previously as well, uh, there's the Fight Network as well, if you want just everything that's available on there. So there, there's enough out there, and it just feels like TV deals and everybody judging how specific shows are going based on TV ratings just seem... Uh, sorry, TV viewer percentage just seems to be a thing in the past. There's there's yeah. not five channels as there were 20 years ago. Nowhere, you're not really going to see... A TV channel hit the five million concurrence that you had back on Raw and SmackDown back in the day. It's just not going to happen. So, I mean, as digital and stuff just becomes more progressive, that's definitely going to be a thing. Which is why, you know, we we had that soft conversation earlier about how AEW are taking the smart decision with it, not rushing it and everything else. Um, I'm very interested to see how they do without a writing team. If they, 
uh, full disclosure, we are recording this after a conversation we had on the Royal Rumble about whether NXT had its uh, uh, specific writing team or let the wrestlers go. So if it's the wrestlers are going to just work out decent storylines of where they want to go, if they have an overall direction, which is what I assume they'll be. There'll be a point A and point B, and then guys will get told uh, where they want to go to, which will be definitely interesting to see because that means that that will evolve week on, week out. And I think when they say they're not going to have a writing team, what they mean is they're not going to hire people who aren't yeah. pro wrestling. Yes. Do the planning. I think Cody and the Bucks, and I think it's 100% because we don't know these guys, but Cody and the Bucks probably have an idea of some of the stuff they want to do, and they're going to, you know, they're going to plan out some cards. And by, by not having a writing team, I think they mean promos are not going to be scripted so hard. They're going to let oh, these guys do. What, they're going to let the wrestlers speak the way that they would speak, and they're going to let the wrestlers kind of figure out what how many angles they want to take their their storylines and what direction to take them. I mean, so it's not uh, that they. I think the, the the using the term writing team is it, the it's really term. more about we're not hiring writers. We're we're going to do this more organically. We're going to use the wrestling talent and knowledge we have to create yeah. our storylines and mm -hmm. write our promos. Yeah, John, I mean, they do we, have. Yeah, they do have a booking team essentially. It's like uh, it's just not in the uh, you know WWE's kind of like style uh, and whatnot. It's it is more old school kind of like. Uh, but some of their bookers are people who have done the booking in WWE already. Yeah, all right. But uh, yes, all right. Like uh, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn's a, he's going to be as a producer, I believe. Yeah, all right. It's like a, a, in a producer line. So obviously he will oversee the booking team. Mm -hmm. But you've got so many veterans in there anyway. Yeah. Yes. But um, I think it's a good point to talk about who AEW have already signed. Uh, at, well, at the point, I mean, this is a post from the 10th of January 2019. It's the best one I could find. But you've obviously got Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks of Matt and Nick Jackson. Uh, you had Jericho, who was like the worst kept secret for this thing. Again, <laughs> just like everything with AEW. Well, um, that's Jericho in general, really, sometimes. You're not wrong. Um, Hangman Adam Page, which I'm excited about. I've heard a lot of great things about this. Christopher Daniels has been a name that even oh. I've heard thrown around for the longest time, and I've never been someone that's watched a lot of the outside stuff. Some of his um, works with uh, him and AJ. AJ back Styles, yep, I'm aware and, of that. Back in the Joe as well with the triple threats. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, Joey Janela, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Pac, who was Neville in WWE, for those who don't know. Uh, apologies if I get this a couple of next ones wrong. Seema, L. Linderman, T-Hawk, Takahiro Yamamura, uh, Jungle Boy, the son of actor Luke Perry. That's the men's division so far. And the female division is Brandy Rhodes, uh, Britt Baker, and Penelope Ford. So, so far, yeah. So far, there's there's a lot of room for it to spread. I don't think they're going to be picking up anybody more. Um, I think the biggest thing we're talking about uh, that would be a good point to talk about would be the sort of contract these guys have had. Now, I know that they've openly said they want them to kind of be what they said the NXT UK contracts were originally going to be without all the new recent restrictions. So they're kind of like open to working with certain divisions that want to work with them. I know they want to work with New Japan. I know they want to work with Ring of Honor. They want to work with some of the UK guys as well, just to kind of keep the the talents contracts kind of open, so they can go and do other things as well. Yeah, one of the, one of the most notable things in the contracts was uh, AEW covering any kind of like medical uh, issues that would happen during AEW kind of like events. Yeah. Uh, now it doesn't cover their any of their injuries that would 
portray outside of AD, AEW kind of like uh, events. So say for example, someone got uh, one wrestler got injured at a you know Ring of Honor thing or or some other US promotion uh, that was outside of AEW. AEW wouldn't have uh, wouldn't pay anything for medical bills or whatever mm-hmm, uh, because mm-hmm. of that. But but to have that little that little tie that little kind of like uh, you know kind of like clause in the contracts for the AEW. Um, uh, roster to have that kind of like medical assurance essentially uh, yeah. is very enticing, very very you know very uh, lucrative for people to you know go. Okay, I want to work for this company because they can take care of me if something goes. I mean, wrong. we don't essentially know what contracts for like WWE or Conta or uh, sorry Impact or Ring of Honor really entail. I know a lot of them have to have their own medical insurance, which is obviously a, a big costly deal especially in America mm. um, compared to other countries but um, that's not that's not a dig uh, it's just it's okay please dig <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah it could be quite, but I, I don't know if that's the sort of thing that's in say uh, other US wrestling contracts it's not a thing I'm really privy to it's not really uh, a bit of information I've really looked into smarter men than me will know uh, which is why I have you three guys on here because you're a lot smarter than what I am when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, but they they, they met they've uh, Cody's mentioned um, you know the wellness policy and they're they're looking at you know what can be what could possibly be done um, from their side sort of moving forward if as mm-hmm. AEW grows, which is you know is, is great that that's in on the ground floor as you know it's it's the health and welfare of the boys and girls who get in the ring. Um, is is still paramount, which is great. One of the things, one of the things to take away from this is that all in was literally it was it start, it was done effectively. Decided to do all in was on a whim. It was taking a bet, which is why it was called all in. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was responding to something that you know, something that Dave Meltzer tweeted. And yep. Moving forward, it's been great to see um, with Matt and Nick Jackson and Cody Rhodes and the the guys that got around them how seriously this is being taken. Yes, uh, and that, that goes to the Khans as well, and how seriously they're, they're. This is a long haul project. This is they're not expecting anything, you know, immediate. They're not expecting to suddenly compete. Then they, you know, they want to change wrestling and moving forward and they're going to go about that in the right way which is like i say it's going to be great to see and it's already having effects it's already having effects with wwe and what they're doing and they're having to splash that fox money about a bit um Um, but yeah a a big point i want to kind of end on here and just get a general thought around the room um as a viewer to if AEW takes off as a, a syndicated program or however they choose to decide to end it, uh, sorry, air it, um, it will be good for the viewer. It'll be good for their talent. But do you not think that the way they might bill it as being the elite of wrestling and the specific way they'll have about doing things and promoting themselves already, do you not think that that could be a detriment to uh, any of the other companies that are out there or how they'll? Not so much how much they'll treat talent, but how much they'll get looked upon by the other companies. Because they're not 
they're not going around poaching talent. They're waiting talent to come to the end of their contract, and then if they'll get. I mean, they've been very vocal that they're not poaching, but they're contacting. But the way they're billing themselves as the elite of wrestling and everything else, do you not feel that that could be a detriment to people who aren't invited to this sort of program? I don't think so. I mean, I think it's just a marketing thing. They they they've kind of got their branding down, and they want to they want to stick with it. I don't I don't think the fact that they call themselves elite means that other people are going to feel like they're not elite. Uh, I, I mean, the the only thing is like it's going to be another option out there. You know, are are other companies going to suffer from like the existence of this company? I I'm I'm inclined to say no. There are just so many options right now anyway that that you know. As a wrestling fan, I mean, I guess if I'm watching All Elite one day instead of watching, you know, Impact or Lucha Underground, I guess, you know, like there's there's only so much time any of us have to watch as much wrestling as we already do. Beyond that, I mean, I, I feel like the from the way that Cody and the Bucks and the way that they're they're kind of selling this concept is that they're really just trying to embrace the wrestling community both the independents and the fan base. So I, I don't know. They're, they're not, it, to me, it doesn't seem like they're, they're saying they're better than anyone. They're really just saying like, let's come up with something exciting. That's going to get, that's going to get rile people up. Okay. That's fair enough. Uh, John. Um, yeah, I totally agree with Greg on that. Um, I just don't think uh, it's, it's the, they're, they're trying to uh, be like, this, uh, you know, this uh, be-all, end-all kind of like uh, company and whatnot. And it's like, if you're not with us, if, if you're not down with us, you are not, you know, worthy or whatever, or kind of like that kind of like malarkey. Because uh, companies like New, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, uh, they will have, obviously, um, their staples for it because they do have their outlets and whatnot um, uh, to allow people to build their names off of that's always been the case for years uh, a li- new uh, all elite uh, wrestling is gonna be another is gonna be just that another outlet for people to make a name uh, over uh, even like a you know someone from say say for example uh, Jack uh, there's an indie wrestler called Jack uh, Jack Jester here in the UK and uh, he is very well known on the UK independence and whatnot. But he could easily, you know, he could either easily make himself uh, more noteworthy by going to any of these promotions. Um, and, uh, you know, it would actually work no matter where he starts. And AEW would be, a gr- you know, another great outlet for him to start and make a name for himself, even though he hasn't been. Um, you know, given that outlet before, um, you know, either in the UK independence or worldwide. So, really, um, yeah, I, I, I just feel as though that uh, All Elite is going to give us something, you know, it, it, it's what's best for the industry now is, um, an, is to have at least a, a new alternative outlet for new and old um, uh, wrestlers to, you know, get out there, essentially. Mm. Kev, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree on that, and I'd take it one step further from what what uh, Turbo was saying there. 
in that uh, to use a, a WWEism, um, it's they're thinking of what's best for business for the business, yeah, uh, going forward and not for their own business. Um, with regard to whether or not the AEW name um, is saying, you know, these guys are the best, it's um, I tweak that a little bit. I'd say that they are saying that these guys have talent they are very specifically you know trying picking people who they think um deserve the platform um we, they've also okay. said they've also said that wins and losses are going to matter like never before so that's going to be interesting but that means everyone's going to always have something going on because of where they stand um they won't they're not picking somebody just to fill a slot they're picking people because they want them to be there uh, and they think they can help with that um, and they've uh, we've already had you know various members of, of the elite showing up at numerous grassroots level uh, wrestling events uh, around the US and Canada um, the one of the big one of the announcements from the initial rally was that they teamed up with China's OWE promotion which is like the, the, the big Chinese promotion. So then they're going to have you know, people coming in from that. And there's going to be a sharing of talent there. So it's all going to be helping the wrestlers make their mark um, without having to rely upon the WWE machine. And any just to have that kind of platform uh, and that kind of potential influence and that kind of platform that potentially be able to you know, care about your care about your your present and your future uh can only be good for the wrestlers out there and can only be good as well in terms of the products that we wrestling fans get to be able to see day in and day out absolutely um i think that's a good point to end it i think uh everybody here is uh, excited to see what aew can bring to the market and how their product will look when they decide to launch it. I don't think there's a date for uh, when they want to do a first show, let alone Double or Nothing. I presume. No, they dated Double or Nothing. Uh, Double or Nothing does have a date. Okay. Uh, but I think there is an event before Double or Nothing. There's, um, they've got like a pre-sale ticket of, they've got, they've got a yeah pre-event or something. Uh, yeah. they've, they've announced that. They've announced the other, the other one as, as well. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm seeing Double or Nothing is May 25th, and that after that they've announced another show in Jacksonville, Florida, but no, no details beyond right. that. Right. Okay. So Double or Nothing is uh, their official uh, launching point. I'm going to assume that Double or Nothing will be the launching point, and the show will start. Yeah. Like their syndicated show will probably start soon after that, which is good. I don't think there's like May May means it's outside of WrestleMania period as well. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just WrestleMania that happens that weekend. It's a really big wrestling weekend in general. Oh, it's it's oh yeah, Rest, uh, um, in that weekend alone, you've got the uh, joint uh, Ring of Honor New Japan show yeah. happening at Madison Square Garden. That was uh, the big talking point as well. Uh, and be because of, well. And because of new elite, uh, uh, all elite wrestling uh, formed, sadly that show's got to be missing out some of the key points that were, uh, or key members of uh, wrestlers that were Indeed. hyping that show yeah. up. Uh, like Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and whatnot. Yeah. So, right. uh, but I've, yes, I want to raise a quick point because uh, double, double nothing is taking place at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Uh, 
Interesting. Uh, in New in Las Vegas. In yeah. Las in Las Vegas, so it's a pretty major location. The capacity for that um, is it's a seventeen thousand one hundred fifty seven seat multipurpose arena. Sort of general capacity about sixteen eight. Uh, so that is not you know a small venue, and it's no. a pretty big step up potentially from from where from, from all, all in. in. Yeah. So they're they're aiming to hit the ground hard. Indeed. It's uh, it's it's indeed double or nothing on this for them. So. Absolutely. Um, I think it's a good point to end it there. It's been a it's been an interesting discussion, and it's it's a very big nor it's a very big takeaway from what we normally do. Um, it's something that I'd like to start doing, which is um, raising more talking points and just having a just general chat about state of wrestling and like bits of things that uh, pop up. So if you did like this, please get in touch with us on uh, talk to us on the Twitters uh, at Faces in Peril. Uh, talk to us in the YouTube comments below if you're watching on the YouTubes. Uh, otherwise, you can get in touch with us on the socials. Mr. Greg Hahn, would you like to tell people where they can get in contact with you on the social medias? Sure. Follow me on Twitter uh, at It's Greg Hahn. Or if you like toys and action figures from the 80s and 90s, follow me on Instagram at It's Greg's Toys. And I'll plug this again if you guys haven't seen Sonic Boom or if you haven't want to watch it again. Uh, here in the United States, it's streaming on Hulu, all 104 episodes. So check it out. I, it's I a- hear it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, same. I, uh, I've heard very good things. Thanks, Kev. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Kev, I, I know you. a guy who does another show, and he tells me it's brilliant. Uh-huh. Kev, where can they find you on the social media? Uh, you can find uh, you can either follow the main Last Minute Continue channel, which is at Last Min Continue on Twitter. Alternatively, uh, as Pete said, follow us for Last Minute Kickout at Face and Peril. Myself personally, you can find me at the Kevin Eva. Uh, and there's all manner of things if you go via those uh, free Twitter channels you'll find yourself at the LMC Discord or the or the LMKO YouTube channel or what have you we've got Twitch there's there's loads of things there's Instagram, loads of things yes many things Mr. John Finley where can they find you on the social media my friend of course you could easily find me on Twitter at TurboXLR as well as uh, finding me on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash TurboDrive Live, where you can see me every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And as always, you can find me on at Titans Creed on the Twitters. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions, where I do do the occasional game streaming with a weekly syndicated show myself coming on a, a Sunday. Ha ha ha. Ooh, interesting indeed. Thank you once again to our, our guest, Mr. Greg Hahn. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us on this discussion. Thanks for having me, guys. This has been a lot of fun. No worries. Brilliant to have you, and hopefully we'll see you around. As always, from myself, Pete Titanscreen Navico, Mr. Kevin, the Kevin Eva Eva, and Mr. John Turbo Finley as well. We'll see you for the next show. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Bye.